Happy Woo Wednesdays! Were you at my lead generation masterclass? Fill up your inbox with inquiries live? It was amazing! Get on my email list at heckyesmedia.co to learn about the next one. So today I have Nora Shields in the house from Rock Paper Coin, a software platform for couples and vendors into one system for managing and paying contracts and invoices. Sign up for free, no credit card needed. Wedding professionals, do you want to make your life easier and automated? You're going to love this episode. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. I have a very special guest. Her name is Nora Shield, and she is the co-founder of Rock Paper Coin, the first software platform, platform to bring together wedding planners, couples, and vendors into one system for managing and paying contracts and invoices. Genius! She's also the founder and lead wedding planner of award-winning firm Bridal Bliss, which your work is absolutely amazing. In addition to recognition by Portland Business Journal in its 40 Under 40 series, she also earns a spot in the Biz Bass 500. Dude, that is impressive. Welcome, Nora. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. And you look so beautiful today and so professional, but where are you located? So I am in Portland, Oregon, um, just, you know, a fun foodie town. I've, we were talking about this. I've lived here my whole life, just went away for school and came right back. I love it too much to leave. <laughs> yeah. So what are your favorite types of food? I'm a foodie too. Oh my gosh. I love everything. They're, the sushi here is actually surprisingly amazing. And wow. there are so many like fusion restaurants. There's a brand new Moroccan fusion restaurant that I really want to try. Um, so I'll eat anything. I'll, I'm super adventurous for food. So that's kind of, it's a fun place to be for that. I love that. Yeah. Oregon is definitely a foodie spot and Gardena where I live. Um, same thing. I have like the best foods, sushi, Moroccan, um, Italian, everything, but I just love love to eat. (laughs) I love it. Oh my God. So I'm so excited about this conversation. You're a big, big deal. Like, holy cow. And it was hard to get you on an interview, but I guess in your words, just tell us about you a little bit and your journey to where, like, how you got to this level. It's amazing. Sure. Well, weddings and entrepreneurship is in my blood. My parents are Iraqi immigrants that um, moved to the U.S. I'm so I'm first generation. Wow. And um, my mom started a, um, a business out of our house when we were super young. She's a skilled seamstress. And so um, brides would come to our house and she would alter their dresses or she would custom make dresses. And so as a little girl, I'd always be there kind of watching and looking through her bridal magazines. And 
Um, I'm dating myself, but pattern books, those used to be a thing that people would choose. It's all good, girl. You still look great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I always just was kind of in love with the idea of a wedding and weddings and love and couples getting married. And so when I was in college, I, you know, I was trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do with my life. And that JLo movie, The Wedding Planner came yeah. out. And I was like, this is it. Like, I've never had a description for what I wanted my job to be, but this is like exactly it. And so um, wow. there was a competition at school. It was a business plan competition. And so I was like, I have literally nothing to lose. Let me just like pull all my ideas together, submit it. And I did. And I won. And it gave me all of my startup costs right out of college to start this business. Whoa, so, how much did you um, win? Uh, so I won $10,000. Whoa, that's and, a lot. And, you know, as twenty a 22-year-old, it's a lot of money. And so I moved back to Portland, lived with my parents for a couple years, and just like grinded. I met as many wedding vendors as I could. I like every day had five to seven meetings set and I would just like do everything I could to learn because I had never actually planned a wedding. I had just done, uh-huh. you know, little things for family and I watch a wedding planner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I watched the wedding planner. It's so funny now. Like I would balk at somebody that said that to me. But um but so I started my business. It's called Bridal Bliss. It's still in existence today. And it started as just a little wedding planning company and since has grown into a team of about 30 people. We plan about wow. 150 weddings per year. So um, it's a it's a great, great team of people. And, um, you know, it's grown. It was kind of slow and steady growth. And it wasn't until I had been in business for, I mean, it was like a solid 15 to 17 years where we tried to really change the way that we did things. It felt like we were doing things over and over. And mm-hmm. um, like we started to feel like we were babysitting our clients a little bit. Like, have you yep, sent that yep. contract in? Have you sent that invoice in? And you're like constantly reminding them to yeah. do the same things over and over. And like, that's not what we signed up to be a wedding planner for. So we set out to um, find software that could help kind of streamline this process. Um, at that point, wedding tech wasn't like there weren't that many options. So we tried everything and nothing fit our team. It was either, um, you know, ugly, like in the wedding world, you have to have a beautiful platform, right? Um, It was hard to use. Our clients didn't like it. Our team didn't like it. It was too expensive. Like there was nothing that fit. And so um, we built it and we created Rock Paper Coin. It launched at the end of 2019. And it's basically a software solution for wedding and event industry um, professionals. And it allows for automated contracts, invoices, shared documents. Um, We have quite a few resources on just like running a business in the wedding space for our members. Um, We have the lowest processing fee on the market. It's only two and a half percent. And then we are actually launching a CRM um, in a couple months as well. So um, wow. have, so is this um, for um is this for wedding planners and wedding vendors to sign up? It's for any wedding professional or event professional. Um, we even have some like accountants and bookkeepers and people outside of the industry that use us because our fee is so low that it just makes sense. Wow. Okay. So just to kind of like wrap my head around this, it would be like a CRM would be like seventeen hats or HoneyBook, um, similar to that. But how does how do you guys stand out from the competition? 
So one of our defining features is the ability for planners to act on behalf of their clients. So mm. let's say we have a client, you're the photographer, I'm the planner, you're ready to book them. Right now, if you were to use one of these other platforms, you would send them a contract and the client would get a link and they would want me, their planner, to review it and everything mm -hmm. before they do anything. Yeah. They would forward it to me and the link is broken. So then mm -hmm. like, I can't access it. It's this, totally. this whole like circular frustration. So on with our system, if I if I was to send our mutual client or you were to send our mutual client an invoice, for example, I as their planner would get a notification. I can log in, look at everything. I can either approve it so she knows, okay, my planners looked at it, it's all good to go. Or if she's given me permissions, I can actually pay that invoice on her behalf with the payment methods that she's already loaded up on her on her side of the platform. So like, I don't have to be reimbursed for anything. It's all between the client and the vendor. I'm just like the middleman that makes it all happen. So um, oh, cool. yeah, the planner okay, loves it. A couple, a couple ba basic questions. Yeah. I'm actually trying to wrap my head around it. So, okay. Say I'm a wedding photographer and then, um, you refer me a client. Mm -hmm. Um, would you, would you be the one to send out the client like my prices or contract and then, or would I send it through the rock, paper, coin? No, you would just send it through rock, paper, coin. And I would okay. just have access to anything that you've sent. Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. And then all the vendors, um, you recommend like all the vendors using rock, paper, coin, and then it just makes it easier for everyone. Yep. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I got it's it. It's all about saving time and money. That's our goal. <laughs> oh, okay. So I really love how you say like babysitting, your clients, your wedding planner. And, you know, I have to babysit my couples too. And it's like, they're like, oh, what do I wear for the engagement session? I was like, I already sent you like, like two emails about the style guide and what to wear and the text message. And you're still asking the same question. So I'm assuming yeah. you're just running into these situations where people are just the same, the same problem over and over again. Totally. And the way that we solve that with Rock, Paper, Coin is there's a whole document section. So you could just upload your style guide, your instructions on their account on there. So they'll always have access to it. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay. I'm just going to not talk about Rock, Paper, Coin for a second. I want to get more into you. Okay. So your mom was a seamstress, but was she a seamstress for bridal stuff or for just everything? She did everything, but it kind of morphed into more and more bridal the more she would do. Like she would get recommendations. And um, so she she ended up doing mostly bridal. And then actually several years later, she opened a fabric shop, like a high-end designer fabrics shop. And then that morphed into a bridal shop. So today oh, she wow. actually has a bridal shop in um, in Portland as well. So okay, they so have in-house. This is a story. This is a crazy yeah. story. Wow. It's, okay. So did she start so the same place in Iraq? And then when did you come to America? She um, was self-taught. So she taught herself to sew in Iraq. She actually, it's crazy. She met my dad. So my dad lived in the U.S., he went back to visit family this random time and he met her and stayed and then they got married three months later and she what? moved to the U.S. knowing not a single person and not speaking English. Okay. This is all, this is all giving me chills. Like your story is so crazy. Okay. So three months 
moved back to America, didn't know English at all, and then had you right away? She, so I have an older brother. She had him um, like earlier than expected, but um, I think they were here like a year and a half before okay, having okay. Okay, and I know this podcast is not about your mom, but no, did you, like go right away and then open up this bridal place in Oregon. No, so she waited. We were probably in elementary school before she started doing alterations out of our house, um, and we had moved to a new house where there was more space and there was like a whole media room that she turned into her like sewing studio. So wow. it was like more of an experience when people came. There was this beautiful room and lots of mirrors and lighting and. You know, all her sewing supplies would be in there, so it wasn't just wow. like going into a random person's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know this is a big business because I got married, and my alterations were really expensive. Um, I think around like almost four hundred dollars. Um, so yeah. it's a big deal, and um, your bridal gown has to fit you perfect, or it doesn't look good. <laughs> Totally. And she is like meticulous. And her biggest pet peeve is when someone is wearing a strapless dress and they're like hiking it over, oh, and over again. Even, even at the club, it's like, come on, dude. And and also my pet peeve is when people wear like the wrong bras and like their bra straps oh. are showing and it's just like, the, and not even a cute bra, like an ugly bra. <laughs> totally. Totally. So she is like, her dresses are meticulous when they leave the shop. Oh, okay, this is so cool. So I just imagine you like a little girl, like yeah. you know, trying on dresses, like going under like these, like these sheer like veils and just being this pretty, like um, yeah. I don't know, just like this fantasy. And then when you saw like, you know, shout out to J Lo for her amazing <laughs> movie, Wedding Planner is like the best <laughs> movie ever. You saw that, it was like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> so totally. that's awesome. Yeah, it oh was magical. God. It was, you know, you're surrounded by beautiful things and designer shoes and you know, all of the all of the things that little girl girls love. Oh, okay. Just a quick story about me. After college, I went to college for economics, UC Riverside. And then I watched a movie, What Women Want with Mel oh, Gibson. I love that movie. <laughs> and after that, I was like, I have to work at an advertising agency. And I'm kind of like you, like I'm, I'm kind of a go-getter like you. So guess what? I landed a job at an ad agency. Oh my God, <laughs> I love it. I don't How do it anymore. It? But, yeah. Did you like it? Oh God, it was really good. And we got hooked up with like Coachella and like, like uh, iPods and everything and all these like cool meals, but then the recession happened. So everything changed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and well, weddings are really recession proof because everyone always gets married. I don't know if they're pandemic proof, but recession proof for sure. I don't know. I think they kind of are like, yeah, people still got married, whether totally. it was allowed or not, you know, yeah, they're getting married. <laughs> I know. Okay, so another question. Take me back to shout out to whatever college you went to um, in Oregon, and then about this business plan. Like, did they guide you on it? And yeah. you know, did you see this uh, pot of gold at the end? And you're just like, I have to have it. I have to win. Like, what was the mindset behind that? Yeah. So I went to Gonzaga University in Eastern Washington. Okay. Gonzaga. I'm a big fan. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I um. God, it was amazing. So I was actually a psych major and I was minoring in business and that's how I came across the like the ad for it. But um, I partnered up with a friend of mine who was a finance major. So she knew the financial side. I knew the like the whole idea, the marketing, like, you know, I'd worked with brides through my mom's shop before. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'd, I'd worked in different aspects of the industry. 
And there were a lot of entrepreneurs that were judges and that were willing to meet with you beforehand and to just like go over everything. So there was absolutely a lot of guidance. Um, I'd never written a business plan before. So there was, you know, a lot of Googling and, and this was like, you know, 2000, like 2001, I think. So, you know, the internet wasn't even that old. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like encyclopedia, (laughs) library. I know, I know. Wow. So, um, so yeah, so we were able to meet with people like professionals in the school of business and just like in the city of Spokane that guided us and gave us advice and we presented. So we made finals and then you had to present to a panel. and so, yeah, we oh, won. Wow. And it was more like, yeah, of course, the money was an exciting part of it. But I am really good with deadlines. Mm. So, like, if something is just, I know I have to do it and it's on my to-do list, like, it's going to keep getting pushed. But if there yeah. is, like, an actual due date, I will do it and, and I'll get it done. I might be up late the night before getting it done, but it will get done. Um, so that was also enticing about the the program. And it was like, let's find out if this is a feasible option. Like, should I spend my time working on this when I'm done with school? Or maybe like, it's not a good idea. And so this was a great way to like bust it out and, um, you know, have something to potentially look forward to with it. Awesome. How did the um, like top line headline, what was like the overall like message of your business plan? And then how did it like transpire into this amazing like 20 year career where you're doing 150 weddings a year? (laughs) So it's funny you ask. When we started our business plan, it was pretty much for what Bridal Bliss is now, just a wedding planning firm that's broken out into different markets. But um, we met with a judge and he's like, you have to think way bigger. He's like, your mom has this bridal shop. Include the bridal shop with the planning and expand into different states. So the business plan was actually oh, wow. a combination of the two. Um, and it was written that way to win, honestly. I never really wanted to run bridal shops. But, so uh-huh. we took like the, You got to the, the story, yeah? I know. I know. <laughs> so we, great, yeah. <laughs> we took the bulk. And honestly, I was not – I did not think we would go beyond Portland. I had planned it was going to be this small wedding planning company. Um, It would be something that would give me flexibility. I knew I wanted a family at a certain point, and I wanted a job where I worked for myself, could pick my own hours, and, um, you know, have kids and a husband and all these things, which, um, you know, I didn't have at the time. Um, Yeah. But so it started just – Oh, gosh, I don't know. I just kept getting more and more business from word of mouth, mostly, Mm -hmm. Uh Um, you know, a bridesmaid that was at a wedding or a mom that or a sister, you know, there were all these Uh different people that had heard about us or were at one of our weddings that would hire us. And so in the Pacific Northwest, there's a very specific wedding season. It rains here a lot. And so most people get married between like July and October. Yep, yep. Which means the number of weekends that you have to book are reduced greatly. And so we kept getting inquiries for the same dates. Um, And that's when I started bringing on a team because, you know, you work so hard to get these bookings and to have to turn them away is just like gut wrenching. And so um, I started building a team and then we started getting inquiries from Seattle, which is about three to three and a half hours north of us. And we'd book a couple, but then they would take away from our local clients and availability. And so 
one of my team members, Elizabeth, was from Seattle. And she was like, let me run with this. I'll grow our team in Seattle. And she did. And that kind of gave us the confidence to go into Bend, which is in central Oregon. It's this like amazing destination space. So now we're mm-hmm. we have three different offices in three different locations or oh three different God. teams in three different locations. And um, so it's kind of grown slowly, which was kind of important to me because I think we've all seen those companies that like get real big, real fast, and then yeah, everything yeah, yeah. like falls apart. So we were really yeah. thoughtful about we were kind coming. of starting as a, as a child. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know, I've always been a, kind of a control freak and meticulous and lists and organization were like mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. a part of who I was. So um so yeah, it's been kind of st- slow and steady growth and it's today like it's still run very well today. There's kind of a team that runs everything, so I'm a little more removed um, and focusing a lot of my time on rock paper coin, but I still like and to your do two, and your two little boys. <laughs> and my two little boys. Yeah. Um, actually hit one of my all-time goals this year, which sounds so silly, but um, my youngest just went to kindergarten and my dream has always been to drop them off at school and pick them up at school and, um, you know, not have to have a nanny do that or not have to have Aww. a sitter do that. Well, if we've always had to because yeah. you know, school for us gets out at like noon and you can't uh-huh. really just work three hours a day. So now I drop them off, I pick them up and then, you know, sometimes I work at night to cover the extra time. Yeah. If needed, but, oh, that um, makes me want to cry. Like well, I, I get the privilege to pick up my, my kids, but then I'm like editing when she's in swimming lessons and they're like, knock, knock, knock. And like, you're going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, crap. I'm, like, I'm not finished yeah. editing. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, it, and I have my husband is also super supportive and he shares a lot of that as well. Like he drops them off sometimes. It's not just me. Um, you know, so we are definitely a team and I think that makes a huge difference in any, you know, business owner's life. Yeah. Okay. This is a good segue into our hot topic, which I'll explain in a second. But right before that, just tell me like, how do you get your heck yes from your dream client for your wedding photography business and for rock, paper, coin? I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand and I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them, which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. They've seen, you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go on my website www.heckyesmedia.co and book a 15-minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. Oh my gosh. I think it's just under promising and over delivering, Mm. like never promise more than you can give or something that's a stretch. Like even though, you know, you might be giving them more than what they they're expecting. Like it's such a win for them and you're like amazing in their eyes. So I think always under promise over deliver and you know, you'll have happy clients. Oh, I love that. And that could apply to any profession. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
That's a great segue, another great segue to our hot topic, but tell us our hot topic and why you chose it. And it's it's important to me because I have two brands. So yeah, it's all about balancing multiple brands with ease. Mm. And like brands can be a variety of different things. It can be the same offering for two different types of clientele, like, you know, a photographer that has a luxury brand and more of like a, a more affordable brand where maybe they have associate photographers mm. or as a wedding planner, um, you know, kind of same idea where there's like a team aspect and it's all day of options. And then you have the more luxury brand, something like that. Um, there's also different types of services. So like at Bridal Bliss, they have obviously planning, but also invitations where they're wholesalers oh. for a lot of these like really beautiful invitation companies. So that's a different brand that's marketed differently. Um, and then for me specifically, it's, you know, Bridal Bliss, Rock, Paper, Coin, two companies that are in the same space, but like completely different. Yeah. And I have Carissa with photography which, with a team. And also I have Heck Yes Media, which is my coaching program. Yeah, I love it. And so it's different, but it's the same, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to separate from one and work on the other. So I really like time blocking. Um, okay. My calendar is so colorful and bright. <laughs> I like love my calendar, but there will be sections where it's like, okay, this, these four hours today are dedicated to rock, paper, coin. I'm not mm. looking at anything bridal bliss related. Yeah. I'm not answering any bridal bliss related phone calls Yeah, um, and, and vice versa. So like you can really focus on one because when you go back and forth, like the mind shift, it, yeah, like, delays. you know, mm -hmm. it totally delays. And then, you know, sometimes you end up mixing things up and it's just not, not the best experience. Yeah. Okay. So time blocking, how did you learn this? And then do you use Google calendars or Apple calendars or do you do actual, like, do you have a physical calendar? Kind of explain a little so bit. I used to have a physical calendar for years. I love being able to write things and scratch them out, but I don't know, probably 10 years ago, I switched to Google calendar and I like that because I have a calendar for Rock, Paper, Coin. I have a calendar for Bridal Bliss. And then I have a personal calendar wow. um, that I like share with my husband. So we know like sports and all of the things. Um, but so on my calendar, they're all in one place. Um, I also use um, Mail HQ. So it's like a calendar plugin for Google okay. that allows you. It's kind of like Calendly where you can send a link to somebody for them to schedule an appointment. Um, but it will only send times that match up to all three of my calendars. Wow. So, you know, um, there, and there are a lot of sites that do this, but I think that's a really important thing to have to keep you, um, organized because, you know, sometimes I make appointments for bridal bliss and sometimes it's rock, paper, coin. And I want to make sure that they don't interfere with anything else I have going on or school pickup or anything like that. Oh, totally. Um, that's it. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what I struggled with. Um, because it's like, Oh, I want people to book sales calls with me for my coaching, potential coaching clients. But it's yeah. like, oh, what if I, you know, have Piper's dance class or um, I have a shoot and then I have to like try to reschedule and that's going to look really bad because they don't really know totally. me. Yeah. Totally. Especially, yeah, those first ones where you're, it's like a meeting to meet someone. You're like, okay, well, it's a, not a great first impression to go back and be like, sorry, somebody else is more important that's already on my calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> Okay, okay, that's a great um, tip. Okay, so just to reiterate, we're talking about our hot topic is balancing multiple brands, and you're giving, I think, three or four tips. And the first one is time blocking. 
Yeah. And I also think it's important to like have a team in place, especially if you're like, you have a brand, it's set, everything runs smoothly, and then you're kind of shifting to something new. Well, someone has to be there to manage the first brand and it has to be run well. So don't try like completely shifting if your first business or your first brand is not in a solid place because it's all going to fall apart at that point. So like at Bridal Bliss, there is an office manager. There is somebody in charge of the Seattle team, someone in charge of the Portland team. Um, And so like it is set and it like I don't have to be there 27 24-7 managing it. Otherwise, like I would not be able to do rock, paper, coin. Um, wow. So, you know, I mean, that's having pretty, systems. That's pretty, top level. It's pretty it's, top level to have like your systems and then have a manager. But I definitely hear you. Like if you're going to try to like do something else and then the first one's not into place, like it's you're going to do both of them bad. <laughs> totally, totally. And you have to like understand your finances before you start branching out and doing anything because building another brand it it is a financial commitment so you need to make sure that you're financially prepared for the expense whatever it is whether it's you know supplies or inventory copywriters yeah totally totally you know an advertising campaign branding all of that so are you going to bootstrap are you going to raise funding are you going to bring on a co-founder they're all big decisions that have to be considered early on. Uh, this is the, the business uh, plan winner talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I don't really think like that. <laughs> I'm just like, just do it. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Okay, so finances, know your numbers, have the team in place. Um, and then make sure okay. make sure your digital systems are in place, too, mm-hmm. to make sure you're efficient on both sides. So, you know, we talked about calendars and things like that, but – like in today's modern world, technology really forms the foundation for most successful businesses. So whether it's invoicing and accepting payments to marketing, client communications, like the smartest business owners are the ones who embrace tech and really use it to enhance their company. Many are really scared of tech and like they think about it in years past when it was really hard to onboard and like so much new information to learn. It's just like daunting for people. And like, those are the people whose companies aren't succeeding because couples today, like they have no patience for that. Everything has to be quick and easy. It has to be done from their phone or their desktop. They're not going to print out a contract. They're not going to like find a check to send. I remember at Bridal Bliss, like I had to coach a client on how to actually write a check. She had no idea how to write a check. She'd never done it before. So my little cousin like, didn't even know what a landline was. Yes, <laughs> so. right? Oh my gosh. I just explained to my kids yesterday what like a, a old school telephone was like. <laughs> oh my God. They're like, what? <laughs> I know. Like, you so have like, YouTube? Like, what? Crazy. I know. How did you survive? Oh, my God. Um, okay, so drop in some pointers from Rock, Paper, Coin because we're talking about the digital system. So I'm just thinking, okay, say I'm a wedding photographer. I have Rock, Paper, Coin. All my um, all my contacts and my, my clients mm-hmm. are in there. They're mm-hmm. being invoiced. My planner can see it. Um, people are paying me through that. Like, does it also like send automatic email reminders or can can you set up some sort of flow? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when I send you an invoice, I can make it with as many installments as I need. So like, you know, your, say your photography package is $10,000 and you want to split it in 
12 different payments. Let's say it's a year away. Um, so if you wanted to split it up that much or however much you want to, you can set a due date for every single payment. Okay. And then um, you kind of have a regular flow of cash coming in and your client can click auto pay. So their, char- their oh, card good. is automatically oh, going to be charged every single time a due date comes. So literally nobody has to think about it. Oh, due I dates are that. being met. You're continuously getting money in your bank account. Um, and I think, honestly, that's a big change that I've seen in wedding vendors since COVID is the kind of the norm before was there'd be a booking fee and there'd be a final payment that was due really close to your wedding. Well, COVID happened and all of these final payments had to be due and all these weddings were canceled. And so vendors did not get paid for a lot of the time they put into the, um, you know, working with these clients. So yeah. I'm seeing more like payments split into three or four installments, all non-refundable, but that way it covers the time that you're putting in throughout uh, all the way through the yeah. end of the day. Cause I use 17 hats, but it doesn't have uh-huh. that. So it sends them an email reminder, but it's kind of like, just take my money. Like you already have to pay it anyways, you know, it's just like that extra step. So I'm glad that you, it just kind of auto pay. It's just like a car payment. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So that's a really great way to do it. Cool. And then how about like email? Um, are there any like, does it work also like um, they could send engagement tips or like pre-wedding day tips or anything like that? Totally. We have a shared, a whole document section and it is associated with every client. Um, so you can upload any guides or tips, like a tipping guide, anything like that as a shared document. And then you also have company documents. So for your team, if there are templates or um, if you want a place to store all of your past contracts and invoices, maybe that were on another system and you've moved over, that way they're all in one place. Wow. Um, so different companies use it differently, but it integrates with Google Drive. So it's a really kind of smooth experience. Wow. This is this is a selling point right here because I had a wedding planner on my podcast and she's amazing, but she did everything manually from like a journal. And she sent them guides. Oh my God. Yeah. Like a week before, a month before, three months before. And I was like, I was going to hook her up like, you know, with my, my friend that does all these flows, but then that's going to cost her another like 2K. So it's like, this is a huge selling point because it's like when you run a business and you have kids, or even if you don't have kids, like you want to be like clear minded. You don't want to be scatterbrained, like wedding planner and like forgetting stuff. And this is going to like eliminate so much off your brain. This is insane. Yeah. And like, that's the goal, right? Is to be one step ahead of your clients. I always used to tell my planners, if your client is asking you what they should be doing Mm. next, that means you're doing something wrong because you should be one step ahead of them. So they never have to worry about that. Um, And you mentioned like hiring somebody to set up your, your tools at Rock Paper Coin. We do free white glove onboarding. So literally we do everything for you. Set up your account. We will, um, you know, get all of your templates set up for you. We will get your entire profile dialed in, give a one-on-one like demo so you know where everything lives, how to use it. So the onboarding and like getting ready to use it is so easy. Um, Our member success team is phenomenal and they are available like to handhold as much as needed and then also to be a support and someone to ask questions to um, as our members are using the platform as well. So they're great. Wow, they're very patient. Laura, that's, that's so amazing. And I got to give you props for being a 
brandy and genius. And I think I might copy you, but change the lingo a little bit. But just those words like white glove boarding. Yeah. Like that is, that is a really cool selling. Like, I think I'm going to have to use that for my coaching clients. Or say like sparkling love onboarding process because they're like, really? You're going to give that to me? Like, <laughs> totally. Well, that's the, that's the number one thing holding people back from software in general. Oh. It's just like we talked about, it's just so daunting and it seems like so much work. So for our team, it's not like we've done it a million times. It's quick and easy. We just need to get the information. So why not help people make them feel comfortable from the beginning? And then they're more likely to use it and stick with it. Totally. Like I, as a coach, um, I'm all about like the lead magnet with the email sequence and I have a whole video tutorial, but I actually go on a zoom and watch the tutorial with them to help them implement it because it's like, a little bit uh, intimidating tech yeah. for a lot of people, including me. So this is so helpful. <laughs> totally. And I think videos are a really smart way to do it because people learn differently. So you can, you know, explain it, but to actually see it, I think is so, so helpful. And it kind of goes into play with, you know, all planning. So clients, a lot of them are super visual. So they want to see it like a 3D diagram or they want to see a mock-up or something like that. Mm -hmm. So why not give them that experience from the beginning all the way through. Oh, I love that. Oh my God. I have to write these notes like right after. Um, okay. So I think you have one last tip for balancing multiple brands. Give yourself grace. Running a business is so, so hard, no matter what, if it's in the wedding space or not. And the process of growing multiple brands, it's just not easy. So it's not going to be done perfectly. Mistakes will be made and it's not a failure. It's just a learning experience. We always learn from our mistakes. So Give yourself a break. No one's perfect. No business is launched without a million hiccups, no matter who it is or what they did. So there will for sure be times when you feel like you have a good grasp on balancing the various brands, which is awesome. But then there'll be times where you feel like you're underwater and you're failing at everything from like not just running a business, but being a mom, being a partner, being a friend. And it tends to snowball quickly, especially if you don't take a break and take time for yourself to just like regroup, refocus. Um, you know, it's not easy. Otherwise everybody would do it, but it's, it's worth it. Um, yeah. you know, it's hard work, but it's a roller coaster and it's one worth writing if you can figure out a system and, um, it will really change. It'll really change your life and it'll impact so many people. And purchase or subscribe to rock, paper, coin. Yes. <laughs> Bottom line. Do it because it will save you. I mean, I've been in the game for 13 years. It hasn't been easy for sure. Um, but the systems that you put in place like now, if you're a new photographer or planner listening, like it will save you so much time for you to be like in the imaginary mode where you could think bigger, where you could have like a tech company like you and have solutions for people. And just going back to your business plan, like thinking bigger. Right. Like it'll allow you to think bigger because you're not like working in the, the weeds of your business all the time. You're able to grow your team and grow the systems, grow the workflows and grow your values, grow your, your brand. Right. So yeah, I love it that. Is, it's such a big difference to have the time to step back and really take a high level look at your company and work on the things that you want to work on. Um, that's what makes your company stronger and better and, and will allow it to grow. So if you're too in the weeds and you don't have like a second to to do that, then, you know, automation and, and tech is 
can really be your friend. So we would love to have um, all of your listeners check us out. And we um, we have a code that yes, tell us. you'll share, but it's just all in caps, Carissa Wu will get you half off a subscription um, and free white glove onboarding. So um, feel free to reach out to me. I'm just at Nora at Rock Paper Coin. If you have any questions or whether it's about this or Rock Paper Coin or anything business related, I have received so much help in my many years that I would love to help as many people as I can as well. Oh, Nora, thank you for closing it out by yourself. That was awesome. But I just want to ask one more question. Just yeah, one more please. question. Okay, so say you're a wedding photographer, wedding planner, florist, seamstress, um, and you're struggling right now to even start the business or get leads or consistent leads or people are price shopping you or um, ghosting you. You've been in the game for 20 years, so tell these people like what you should do right now today. Um, if you're getting price shopped and ghosted, you're probably doing something wrong. So um, check out your website. I really love having price points on websites, um, even if it's just like a starting point, because it'll save you time. If somebody mm-hmm. doesn't fit in that price point, they're not going to contact you and you don't have to do a full consultation only to know that they were never a good fit from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one way to do it. Also ghosting. Um, you should take a look at your, your inquiries and how you manage them. Are you responding quickly? Mm. Um, you know, if you're not responding in a couple hours, I hate to say it, they're going to move on to somebody Mm. else. So, Mm -hmm. you know, many people say I'll respond within 72 hours. Like that's their auto response when someone responds on their website and it's like 72 hours, they've already found another vendor talked to them and booked them in 72 hours and you haven't even gotten back to them. So like, that's not going to roll. I agree. Like that's a piece of it. And also following up, you have to follow up. Um, Like I said, you know, couples, they're contacting more than one person per category, most likely. And so sometimes things get confused and, you know, they don't intimately know which company is which. So the one that like follows up and says, oh, you know, did you review what I sent or whatever? You want to set up a time to meet? That's going to go a long way. And they really want a personal connection. So couples Mm. today, especially with photography or wedding planners or cinematographers where they're going to be working with that person on their wedding day, they want a personal connection. So they don't want like everything automated necessarily. It's more like they want to know that person and really connect with them and their core values and and things like that. Ah, oh, this is such a great conversation. You are a wise boss, boy mom <laughs> lady. And I really respect this conversation and I'm going to listen to it over and over again. And I think it's going to be a value to a lot of people listening. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be doing hosting like virtual events for wedding photographers and pros and you know, hopefully we could collab in the future. Yes, I would love that. It was so great chatting with you and congrats on your success in the business. You're an amazing boss lady as well. So cheers to you. Thank you, Nora. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.